0: What's your weird story? Hello, Weirdsville! How you doing? It's us, once again, your friends, Barry and Adam. Adam and Barry, here with the What's Your Weird Story podcast. That's what you are listening to right here right now. And I am one of your hosts, Adam Beebe. And with me, as always, is my homie... My my ride or die bitch, my old schoolest old school, Barry Johnson. Hello, Barry.
1: Oh, man. Now that was an introduction. Thank you so much, (laughs) man. I'm good. I'm doing good. How are you?
0: I'm doing all right, man. Good. You know, just uh, plugging along, trying to adjust to uh, life as it's getting loosened from the quarantine and such, but uh, still, you know, still got to be precautious and everything. Right. Yep, I've been I've been uh, I've been thinking about buying a pair of clippers, hair clippers, so uh-huh. that I can cut my own hair. Good, that's a good move. Because I can just you know that's I can a just give move. myself buzz it down anyway. because That's all I do anymore. I was
1: thinking you know, about just, doing that too. Uh, I know a guy and he does his own hair and you'd never know it. He does right. such a good job. I'm like, now, how did you do that? He's like, dude, he said, there's a lot of shaved heads. There's a lot of buzzed mm-hmm. heads before I mm-hmm. got good at, you know, fading right. and stuff like that. Right. But uh, I'm kind of like, man, maybe I should do that. Because a situation like we just went through, not not being able to get your hair cut. And I'm not, mm-hmm. hey, I'll buzz my head. Right. And I'm not one of these guys that needs a, needs a suave haircut. Just give me something short and I'm fine with it. So I think that's smart. Smart move, yeah. man.
0: Yeah, my friend Johnny Sideburns, uh he used to do his own haircuts. Um so yeah, so I was thinking about that and have you ever uh have you ever given anybody a haircut?
1: I have. Before? Yeah, I have. You-, you know what I found was the hardest part? Sometimes you get those lines you know the lines that uh that you get left with by the clippers sometimes when mm, you're
0: yeah yeah yeah
1: i you know and I, I could never really quite figure that out i was like okay i guess you go against the grain and then maybe and then maybe i don't know how you get rid of those but uh mm. when i was into hardcore uh you know i went and shaved my head and did all that kind of stuff so i did that myself i think i had a pair of clippers at one point in time but you know my dad's got a flobie Oh, does he? <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. You know, and that's a that's a one size fits all type operation there. Yeah, you know? yeah. You, that
0: makes that makes sense. There, your dad. Oh you yeah,
1: know? oh um, yeah. You hook it up to the vacuum and you just go to town. So, yeah. he's always offering to give free Floby haircuts, but uh, <laughs> there's no takers.
0: <laughs> yeah. well, I've only cut uh, two people's hair in my life. Um, one when I was in college um and i, I cut our uh, our friend jen Jennifer's hair you know jen and dave yeah. you know dave who uh designed our spin gemorama yep. logo there but yeah we we were hanging out it was um her roommate josh and me and her we were all hanging out um one friday saturday night that was our little crew there and um she was like she she wanted a haircut and she trusted me enough to uh, let her... No shit. Cut her hair. A girl, you know. Wow. And I did it. And uh, you know what? I did a pretty good job. Did you? I did a pretty good job, yeah.
1: Did you do any layering um, or anything like that? No, no, no. no. Just I
0: just kind of cut it, like, kind of, like guess, what they call, like, a wedge, you know? Yeah, so yeah, So it was, yeah. like, the wedge. back. Yeah. And then long went down longer in front, you know, yeah. that kind of a thing. And uh, she went and got it... Um, you know, kind of evened out a little bit by a professional haircutter who commented and said, You know, well, I did a very good job for nice. being my first. So,
1: Look at you, man. Or,
0: yeah. Yeah. Which, and it technically it was my second haircut, my first haircut. Uh, I don't know if you'll remember this, but I certainly do because it was very um, impactful yeah. in my life. Yeah. Um, but it's, um, we were in preschool. Okay. Okay. Yep. At uh, you know we, did, we went to preschool there at the Methodist Church there yeah. in Kingfisher, Yep. and um, we were cutting we were sitting at the tables, and they had the little tables there, and we' were, had a, kind of like an l shaped because it was in that first room that the nursery oh yeah, remember?
1: I remember that I remember that
0: and um, so we' sitting there, you know cutting stuff out of you know paper, yeah, so they, we had the little safety scissors, and I'm sitting at the end or you know at one table. And I look over to just to the right of me, and I see um this little girl, and uh, I remember her name's Cassie Noll. Um, oh i remember cassie she yeah she 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 moved really early on, but I yeah. remember her name, yeah, forever because of this. she had long straight, beautiful Blonde angel. hair. Blonde, Blonde hair. Blonde hair. Oh, yeah. Blondest, like a little angel, man. Yeah. So I look over there, and she's got her back to me, and she's cutting away and everybody. So I look over there, and I look back at my hands, you know, cutting, cutting, cutting. And I look, and this is back when the safety scissors were just, you know, they were metal with a round tip.
1: That's right. You know? That's right.
0: And so I look back at her hair, and I look back again, and then I just take my hand off my paper and I go over there and I go snip <laughs> right there in the back. Uh, and I go back to cutting my paper and I don't know why I did it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, you know, I mean, <laughs> I'm like four, you know, yeah. but yeah. I remember this. I remember this uh, because I got into a lot of trouble and I did not know how they could have possibly figured out right. that it was me. <laughs>
1: You know? Oh, that and, is hilarious! And, uh, that's yeah, hilarious. And I, and now, that, did you cut? Did you cut like at an angle, or did you just cut a chunk of it out? I or cut a chunk, a chunk of it out, truss man, in the back. Wow!
0: And then you know, and this was still, and it was probably, you know, a good, you know, from the tip from the bottom of it it was probably a good, you know, three or four inches. Yeah, you know, oh, Maybe, or, you know, it was it was a it's good, noticeable. That uh, was very noticeable. <laughs> and of like, very you know, in a chunk on the floor. Of
1: hair. Oh, that's hilarious! And
0: again, you know, I didn't know. I, 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 you know, I guess I knew it was sneaky. I knew kind of it was wrong, maybe, right, but right. like I didn't fully understand, uh, yeah. especially to a little girl. Yeah, what having to get who probably had never had a haircut.
1: Yeah, yeah, know? absolutely, man. So yeah, your day at the barber uh, salon. Uh, started very early, very early.
0: Yes. yes. So, yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah. So, so, you know, I'm thinking I'll probably have a good shot if I get a pair of clippers and yeah. take care of mine. Yeah. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, that's great, man. Yeah. My son, my son, Liam gave, uh. Well, he didn't give, but he got a permanent uh, on the top of his head, which is hilarious. <laughs> I mean, we're going back, you know, everything goes back. Everything, yeah. everything that was cool a long time ago is now, you know, 25, 30 years later is now cool again to get a perm, yeah. you know? Ye-
0: yeah, well, at least it, it's not a you know a mullet, you know the permed mullet. Oh god, it was just uh, the worst man. Just just the, in the back.
1: We called that the lamb butt. Remember the, the lamb name? butt, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep.
0: Yep. Doug Poole had one, and uh <laughs> <laughs> I never had one. Oh
1: man, I, I had a natural dad, curl, so I didn't have to have one.
0: My dad was sensible enough to not allow me. My brother he got a perm. Yeah, and. Um, you know like there's photographic evidence of that. I always had pretty much just you know the bowl cut for the longest time and then the side part and with the weight line Right. you know as I got into high school Right. but uh, that was about it for me. My dad never let me get too adventurous in a haircut and that's probably a good thing yeah yeah Yeah. you know I couldn't grow it out long I couldn't do anything like that you know that's good because I mean I am fortunate that I have no mullet pictures oh, uh, unlike you're other lucky. co-hosts of mine. Yeah, you're lucky.
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're lucky, man. Oh boy. Um, well, let's move on. Let's uh yeah. <laughs> let's let's get into what we're
0: doing today. Yeah. We uh hey, you know what? We we're very lucky and we're very excited to have some of our good friends back that we've made through the podcast who are full of great stories, amazing stories. We've got Chad and Alta returned yeah. again for their third visit or third episode.
1: And we pick up kind of where we sort of left off and we got some yeah. really good ones. We got some good, yeah. good stories.
0: Yeah. So let's go ahead. Let's just jump into it, man. Uh, Chad and Alta, always a pleasure
2: to have you on. What's your weird story? Well, I, I'm i not even sure where we Left off
0: with you all. Well, when last we met with Chad and Alta yeah. on the What's Your Weird <laughs> Story podcast, <laughs> I, I took some notes. Um When last we talked, you guys had, um, well, we went through your early life in the first episode up until oh, okay. and you met and all of that. And then primarily in the second episode, we really focused on um, the 1997 uh, event the, uh, the abduction or, or abduction as you call it in, right. in uh, the Fritz court in your book um and then we talked about uh mm-hmm. some of the aftermath of that with the uh, wolfie wolf boy and you yeah. uh, talked quite a bit about the aliens and about your experience uh in the abduction or abduction uh and you talked you mentioned um how uh i think it was chad's Family, his dad and his brother, man, um, they saw a the same UFO. You guys saw over Walmart. They saw over the uh, Temple of the Puma in Cancun. Right, and then, um, right. and then that kind of, I think that con- kind of caught us up to where uh, you were. But then you added a contemporary story, one that just happened where the, with the Chad was in a time loop. Right, yeah. Valentine's. Yeah, so so you got about twenty three years to fill in a gap (laughs) of high strangeness.
2: You got anything? Anything (laughs) happen in between? Yeah, you know, wouldn't that just be the most strange and boring story? No. (laughs) Yes, sorry, no. Um, We do have some interesting. I think they're very interesting. Secondhand accounts of some things that have happened here in the quarter. Um, through folks that we think of as family that live here. One happened in a restaurant. I call it Haunted Pizza Restaurant. If you ever care to look into it, it's... What's the name of the pizza place, Chad? Um, Louisiana Pizza Yeah,
3: Set? Yeah, Louisiana Pizza Kitchen.
2: Okay. Is the name of the business? That's the that, like place that's
0: going to have uh, alligator on a on a pie.
3: <laughs> they did. They a, did. They did have a duck pizza the other day. Yeah, yeah. A, a duck on it. It yeah. was good. Or, or, or possibly
0: roadkill. You know what? Yeah. If I was that place, if I had a all meat pizza, I would definitely call it the roadkill special. Yeah, <laughs> yeah just that's to that's have that. it all. Sell list. every
2: one of them. <laughs> well back when we lived here originally in 95 was when we moved to the french quarter originally it was 95 96 97 i'm not sure i can't remember all of a sudden the exact year that it was uh there was a massacre literally that took place there and uh that's the language used in describing it it was an inside job and uh Folks that opened that place up and management, if I'm not mistaken, were all herded into the cooler and all shot and killed. Ooh, wow! And well, needless to say, we drive pat. We used to before we moved to the quarter. We just moved to the French Quarter in March. Uh, prior to that, we've been in a motorhome and we were living outside of the quarter, about 20 or 30 minutes away out, kind of out in the country, and. Uh, I work in a shop in the quarter, so Chad's my my chauffeur and my everything in that regards. And so as we he's driving me to work, uh, we would have to go past that. I call it the haunted pizza place.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and uh, anyhow, we like their food. We like we love their pizza, and so Chad would. He got to know this guy that worked there, and then I got to know him. We became very close. Chad, do you mind sharing real quick? Yeah,
3: he said that uh, they they would put their their the pizza up on the shelf, you know, uh, to for the waiters to come get it. You know the yeah. in the window, yeah. and they said that he said that he it's happened numerous times numerous.
2: where on camera
3: the, where. The pizza doesn't just slide off. It goes off with a force and like Ejected. lands like six, eight foot away.
1: Whoa. You wow. know,
3: it's been shoved off the uh, the Ejected. counter, you know, onto the floor. Ejected. And uh, he said that there's cold spots in where the the walk in cooler used to be. It, it's it's there's like a cold spot there and it's the just had yeah, the bathroom has had some weird things. Tell him things. about his bathroom experience yeah, with the he, paper towels. Yeah. He said, oh, yeah. He yeah. said that he tried to grab some paper towels as he was walking out the bathroom. out the bathroom. That were just stacked
2: on and, top of yeah. trash can or something? No, Not he,
3: he was pulling them out, oh. and the door kind of hit him, and so he dropped the napkins. And he said when he got the door back open— Instantly, he said they were just nice, nice neat, and stacked, stacked right on oh, wow, top of wow. the, of the right. trash can or whatever it was that was sitting there. And he said it was just so crazy and just creeped him out. Yeah, yeah.
2: just he doesn't work there any longer, needless <laughs> to say. But that was interesting <laughs> to hear, kind of these what we consider this somebody we trust implicitly and who also right. is not into ghosty stuff and right. isn't going around, you know, carrying on with this. The other one is we have a couple friends, middle-aged couple friends that live in Mississippi who drive here and uh, rent a small, they've got an apartment right here, not too far from us, here in the middle of the quarter. This is their getaway town and party town and so on. And anyhow, they are not into this stuff at all. It's not a subject we discuss. uh, But anyhow, they have a shadow, you know, a shadow being. A shadow
3: man, a shadow, yeah. something. Yeah. He's got like, they, they describe him with like a top hat and, yeah. you know, just. Out of timelessness. Yeah. They said that they can smell like cologne and mm-hmm. uh, cigar, you know, and neither one. Uh, well, she smokes, but I mean, she doesn't smoke a cigar. She yeah. just smokes cigarettes. And not and in her house, yeah. And not in her house. Right. Right. So, it, and she, is, she knew one of the guys that died in that apartment
2: oh wow yeah i didn't know that
3: yeah
2: well i've asked her what little i do talk to her because when people don't are comfortable you know you just you lose friends a lot that way so mm-hmm. uh yeah i've taken hints and but what she has shared with me is you know i'll ask her how long are is, are they are they in your presence kind of you know how long do you witness it and she's like no they just walk through like it's just just walking through and wow i'm like I've heard this many times. And then, of course, keeps reminding us, we're in a new apartment here that's not new at all. It's got a balcony. It's on the second floor. You know, these buildings are 300 years old. Yeah. 300 years old. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we can get back to all of that because there's more to share with you about what we've discovered here being back in the quarter, especially with all this silence going on around us. Yes. Uh, streets are silent and it has a real creepy feel to it. To boot, yes. But um, if you'd like, then if we we, we could get back to uh, I don't know. Did we share with you all uh, the when we're living now? We've left uh, Louisiana. I mean, left uh, New Orleans in two thousand one. We moved to Alabama. That's where his father and Chad's parents live, and he had siblings there at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, that's when we got moved there. We start discovering we've got some. Mutual, not together, but mutual kind of experiences with. I use the word Sasquatchy, and
0: yeah, uh, no, we we did not get to any of that because I know that our uh, our resident Bigfoot expert and yeah. special correspondent Jeff Hubbard, who is uh, unfortunately can't be with us today, um, oh, he definitely he wanted to hear these particular stories. So oh,
2: yeah. No. yay! Yeah. Well, we have a few of them.
3: Cool. Starts uh, there uh, in Alabama. Uh, when my brother started working with me um, with, at my dad's place, that we rebuilt locomotives and you know worked on the railroad and stuff. And uh, he, I, we started talking about stuff, and he goes, "You know, Dad and I saw a bigfoot one time." I'm like, "Really?" He goes, "Yeah." He goes, "I was taking Dad to Atlanta Airport." He said, we were just right in the middle of, like, the Talladega Forest, Mm -hmm. National Forest there between uh, Birmingham and Atlanta, and he said, he's sitting there, or they're driving, he's driving, dad's in the passenger seat, and this is early, early, early in the morning, you know, the sun was just rising. He said, it was not a lot of people, you know, cars out on the highway or anything, he says, They see what they thought was like uh, a guy sitting on the side of the road with a backpack on. Mm -hmm. And he said, all of a sudden, they get get a little closer. He said, it stands up. He said, it was probably seven, eight foot tall, huge, hairy. And as they passed by it, it, they said it locked eyes on them. Wow. And kind of... Kind of, turned, kind of turned, kind of turned, and like two, three steps into the woods.
2: Slowly. Wow, yeah. Yeah.
3: dang! That was that was pretty crazy. I was like, yeah, was And Dad crazy. won't. My Dad won't talk about no. it. Dad, dad, you know, he, he kind of yeah. He didn't deny it, but he, you know, he just doesn't. not nope, you know, go there. Doesn't go there. Right.
1: That's when you know. That's when you know something's for real. When you know mm-hmm. people people don't want to talk about it.
2: Well. If I might, then with that kind of vein of thought, <clears throat> my Sasquatchy experience was all invisible. So, for our friend that is interested in this subject, this may be extremely disappointing, mm. uh, but I have to tell you, I went through it with a friend. Chad was asleep in our house in bed. We had another friend who was asleep on the couch just inside the living room, uh, inside the French glass doors
3: of but this house This friend was also The one that was with us The night of the abdur- ab- abdu- abduction, abduction. Oh, yeah. That
0: word. Okay, Amy it's was her name like Amy was that Christine, Christina I think is how We yeah, changed I don't know.
2: her
0: name okay, I, don't, I don't know where I got Amy from But uh, it's we'll sound a it sounded good <laughs>
2: We'll take it Well, she, you're right. So she happened to be, this was my birthday. I have weirdness with this, my birthday, which is in May, I might add, coming up. Uh, (laughs) She had come to, I had two girlfriends fly in from different parts of the country, one out of New York City, and one out of uh, North Carolina at the time. And they were coming to spend a few days with us to help me celebrate my birthday. Yay. It was perfect. (laughs) So, She happened to be the one to sleep on the couch, uh, just, uh, just next to these purposeful for this information, glass doors, French glass doors that went out into our backyard. Okay. Okay. So this particular house that we were buying, this was in middle of no man's land, Alabama, uh, not far, actually really very close to the Talladega national forest area. Um, <clears throat> which is where chad was saying that that being encounter took place with his dad and his brother yeah. on the highway so we had spent the day out and i'm honest to admit we ain't no angels we'd spent the day out on a boat somebody had you know loaned us a boat and and uh, these girls are a lot younger than i am a lot prettier and really bathing suit oriented not me but i love the water and so You know, Chad was it's a dirty job. Somebody's got to do it. Having to take care of a bunch of girls out on this boat. (laughs) Oh, poor
0: Chad! Poor Chad. Yeah,
2: yeah, it's just a dirty job. And so we spent the day. My point is, we spent the day eating, drinking, and being merry throughout the day. Yeah. Well, we had also, as we left the party, lake went to a restaurant, had a big old meal. You know, big steak dinner, and it wasn't like we stayed just drunk and unconscious none of Mm -hmm. us were so we get home somewhere around that crazy 11 hour it seems like 11 is pretty prime time it seems like in so many encounters and especially in ours Uh we get home well chad at that time we had a great dane and a black row half rot half doverman and so small ponies is my point yeah (laughs) that's real but they had their perspective beds right next to our bedroom door. One on one side, you know, they were just amazing. And so Chad had had enough of the girls, he went to bed. So he goes to sleep. Our friend, she lays down on the couch, she'd had enough party, she just goes out. My other friend and I decided to do something we'd never done before, which is, let's go upstairs on the deck and let's sky watch, let's star watch. That was weird, hadn't done it before. Okay, so we get up there trying to speed the story along it seems to take me forever we both instantly had an experience we both let out little kitty glees like wow woohoo!" you know whatever Mm -hmm. she saw something dance across the sky one direction i saw it the other and then for whatever is bizarre as all the rest of the story is going to sound we decided well that's enough let's go to bed well that's just bizarre i'm too excited so the right. idea that I would just want to go to bed makes no sense. Sure. But, what what okay. is it that you saw dance across the sky? Uh, well, I've never seen stars do it. Okay. I, I, you know, again, it was there was a zigzaggy, okay. and so whatever it was, light. was a orbish white. Okay. Best because it happens so fast. Yeah. Thank right. You. Light.
0: Okay. Happened, yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, her, her view direction in the sky she, happened to her instantly. I was looking the other direction. Happened to me almost ah, instantly. Wow. So just bizarre like all the rest of it. So we decide we're going to go down the steps of the deck to the backyard and come in through those glass doors. Okay. So that's what we do. And our house had a small incline. Down at the bottom of that small hill was a foresty area or woods, small woods. It hadn't been cleaned or settled yet, and it was perfect. So as we got to the bottom of the steps and stepped out onto that yard at the base of that incline, the only way I know how to describe it, because I've had people just absolutely shut down to me when I've tried to share this, mm-hmm. it was one of the most mortifying, terrifying experiences of my life, so there's nothing fun about what I'm describing. Okay. The only way I can describe describe it as it was Sasquatch yells, hollers, screams, because I've done a lot of study yeah, on right. how they are recorded and how they sound. Right. There were so many, I can't count them, but I could hear every one of them individually inside me. Not just audibly. Wow. This was going on inside of us. Wow. Now, we're becoming beyond terrified, beyond words. It's all invisible. Right. It's coming up from behind us like a wave. An invisible wave of this these Insane sounds, and if people don't know what they sound like, listen to those recordings and put put so many together. I mean, there's no way to describe it. So, mm. we are hustling just as I don't even remember going up that hill, but what I do know is when we got to the top of the hill to the doors to those French class doors, she had her hand on the doorknob. Now, I'm to the left, wait, left of her, mm. just you know, just a few feet. I remember very distinctly that we're dead. That was my next thought: is we're dead.
4: Wow. There
2: is, there is no way to survive because that is now on top of us. Right. That wow. wave of invisible sound was on us, mm. so I knew instantly we were dead. And then the next thing, I look, I look over to my right at her. She's a, she's an effing deer in headlights. She. She's beyond mortified now her eyes are the size of saucers her hand is on that doorknob and i know telepathically i don't know what else to call it she's not gonna she's not gonna open the doors she's going to bolt through those glass doors right and something this is again so effing creepy bizarre to repeat something made me say to her you will stand in it in a commanding voice that was my voice But I guarantee I don't talk like that. Mm -hmm. And it was not me. And I don't know what else it was. But as soon as I did that, she stopped. She was not making any more move. And then, as if, an invisible hand above my head turned off a switch. It was done. It was so silent. It was so silent. You could feel it. You could taste the silence. Wow. That is intense. Oh, my God, it was unbelievable. I've never heard an account like this, and I've heard a lot of crazy accounts. I couldn't get people in the fields of either UFOs, aliens, whatever they want to call all that language, people in Bigfoot world, I could not get anybody to listen to me or to I wonder, care.
0: I to wonder come- – sorry, sorry. Um, no, no, no. I wonder if it was in something um, – in a- Not in the UFO or alien or Bigfoot world, but if something, it was something, you know, spiritual, if it was some kind of, you know, like a haunting or some kind of, you know, something there in that area that was just. Because it sounds like, you know, I mean, it sounds like it, it. I don't know. It seems to me that's what the kind of thing that I'm getting that is something that, you know, because it is. Mostly invisible, and it has, and it seems like it has some kind of energy about it. Otherwise, it seems like that I, it makes me wonder if it is a spirit, yeah. some kind of spiritual attack, or some kind of ghost demon type thing. I don't know.
2: Well, that's a wonderful uh, theory, possibility, mm-hmm. certainly something to be considered like all. And with that said, feels to me, if you're up for this, I'd have Chad share with you um, an experience that falls very much on the vein of thought. I'm thinking of what you just said Mm -hmm. about this maybe spiritual, haunting, who knows, all that language. I'll also insert for anybody who's not aware, folks, please also remember there is a place in uh, Alabama called Huntsville, Alabama that is NASA. That has been a huge issue to me, it seems like, okay. for many years over our experiences. Mm-hmm. So just all keep in mind, NASA is also right. there a couple hours away. Sure. But if you might, I'd like to share with you, when Chad and I first moved to Alabama in 2001, if we didn't share this before, we went on a, we've only done it once because I think I was bored. Coming out of the French Quarter, all of a sudden I'm in beautiful Alabama and it's gorgeous and quiet. And mm-hmm. I decided, let's get involved in a ghosty hunt. Well, I had <laughs> never done nothing like that before either. It wasn't like we hadn't had crazy enough experiences. So I'll just I'll frame this and then have Chad share with you what we discovered in that experience. Keep in mind, we only did it once. Right. Uh, I find this female. She's a, a, a team of one who uh, is a photographer who's putting her little ghosty group together. She hears we're out of New Orleans. She hears she talked to me over the phone, finds out. About the orbduction. We hadn't done anything about a book or anything. This was in 2001. Right. So uh, she invites us to meet her in small town, no place, Alabama, much smaller than where we lived. Now, we're newbies. We don't know where we are. And this was in 2001. Please keep in mind. And uh, so we meet her out in the middle of no man's land. And she gets out of her pick up truck and she's got her tripods and her cameras and all that fancy equipment. And uh, we're at an old, like, looks like an old small lake, but kind mm-hmm. of funky, or pond, big, big pond, whatever. And right. it's trailers, old trailers have been placed around it. And it also has, uh, uh, apparently, an old church that I was creeped the F out of connecting to that place. That was very, and then we learned for good reason. But when I go, she asked me to go up into that trailer, And uh, whatever I could detect. Well, I did it. I sure did. I felt and I understood that there had been somebody who died in that trailer and I took her exactly to where she already knew the history on it. I didn't know nothing. Chad didn't know nothing. I wasn't trying to be a ghosty show. We were just trying to, I don't know, like I said, being silly and bored. Um, You know, she discovers that I apparently can do whatever I can do and I pointed out that that death took place and, you know, showed her exactly where it happened. I think it was on a couch in the living room or something or other. Well, come to find out that was an old woman, an old grandma who died there. And her family, her family, that were all tentacles of that area, had their homes and their grandchildren and then their grandchildren. Chad, you pick it back up, if you will, from there about us meeting the old grandma's granddaughter. Who was probably close to thirty at that point?
3: Yeah, uh, she's so we're talking with the the, the granddaughter, mm-hmm. and she's she said that uh, right after the grandma die, dies, that there's just all this weird stuff starts happening in in the house.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: So she starts reading out of Revelations out of the Bible. On the porch, uh, out on the porch now she's got these her i think her boyfriend and and another guy there and you know these guys are you know big tough biker dudes you know big guys and he's she says, all of a sudden something grabs her hair pulls her down on the ground on on the deck there on the porch yeah this invisible force pulls her down and it's pulling her hair. She's got like this long, long blonde hair and it's pulling her across the porch, like off the porch. Mm -hmm. The guys grab her feet and they're, they're like doing tug of war with her and you know, they're losing. Uh, I'm not really sure. I think it finally let go of her and they got her back into the house and like they, and, and then eight, and nine, then we were talking to her son later on that day. Yeah, and Yeah, he's like eight, nine, ten yeah. years old. And you know, you can always tell when, you know, our, you know, most of the time you can tell when kids make something up or yeah. but he said that he's sitting out on the uh, the porch one day. in a very serious and, voice. Yeah. He was very serious. And he's kind of just looking over the rail and he said, all of a sudden this thing came out from underneath the porch. He said, it looked like a monkey, but it was like green and scaly, like a lizard. Ooh. So we, got, we yeah, we call it, it monkey lizard. Huh. He says it's, it starts walking. It's on all fours and it starts walking towards the woods and it stops you know, just like you know, a few yards away, he said that it stops and just kind of looks back at him, and then turns its head, takes a couple more steps, and just disappears. Whoa! Gone. That's, Gone. That's that's weird. The that's
0: only the thing. Time. Yeah. The o- the only thing I've ever heard similar to that. Kind of a uh you know that kind of a weird lizard thing would be um the uh the lizard man that's in South Carolina, the one that right, uh, right. you hear about legends about the the South Carolina lizard man right, uh, right. and you know I mean very similar kind of uh environment there in South Carolina and Alabama, yeah, you know right. so wow. I don't know. Hey, everybody, you're listening to the what Your Weird Story podcast. You probably knew that already because you're listening or downloaded the episode off of your iTunes or your Spotify or whatever place you get your podcast from. We want to thank you for listening. We also want to remind you to like us, follow us, subscribe to us. Make sure that you get your new podcast episode every week. We'd also like to ask you to rate and review so that we can grow our audience. We can have more friends. We can have more stories. So thanks for listening to What's Your Weird Story.
2: This little boy says this to us. I look at Chad. Now, the dude's boyfriend and his buddy, these biker dudes, they're sitting in the living room, small house. They're sitting Mm -hmm. in the living room. They're glued to the television. They're watching the weather. They're glued. Now, that little boy had come out of his room and shared that story with Chad and, and Alta, and mm-hmm. Alta says to Chad very silently, let's get the flock out of Dodge. <laughs> we, over on it out of, we have no business being involved in any of this, because we'd already had some other experiences with some other family members, that there was no question about it. That there, If there was such a thing as the word haunting, they were absolutely haunted all the way. Right. And uh, it felt menacing. And mm. so we ain't stupid. I mean, so I'm trying to tell Chad, okay, well, he's not arguing with me. As we go past these dudes watching the weather, we're now becoming aware just because it's like every freaking weather siren went off in the heavens around us mm-hmm. when we came out of that house and got in our car. And as we're in, uh, we're driving. It had a small little pickup at the time, yes. I think. As we're driving out of this community that we have no idea where we are. Again, I can't make it up. The skies turn, like to me black. They are not, but I mean it's changing instantly, and we are surrounded yeah. in tornadoes. Surrounded. Yeah. Wow. Now, we finally, Chad, you pick it back up. Yeah, if you will. I,
3: I kind of got lost for a second because you know this was not a was, good time. Yeah, this was you know before I had you know the phones with the GPS and all that kind of right, stuff. So right. I, I kind of knew I was going in the right direction, but, but I wasn't really in sure and I finally, I'd stopped, and I'm like, I was going kind of the wrong way. So I finally get on track. We get maybe 20 minutes from home, and all of a sudden, we see these two girls running towards us down on the, the high, down the highway. And we're like, what's Which going on? Yeah, there's two or three other cars that had uh, were stopped. But apparently, if we would have been just a little bit faster or a little bit sooner this tornado just jumped, it went across the highway wow. exploded imploded this house, house. Mm. Yeah. yeah and so we sat there for went a while uh you know the police the fire department all the
2: that
3: coroner. you know everybody shows up we sit there for a while and we're like should we keep on driving well, what do we Stay here, yeah. You know, so finally we sat there for a little while, and we're like, you know, let's just get on home. Let's just get on home.
2: Yeah, Yeah. give it our best. Well, that was our one and only ghosty hunting. Wow. Experience. Uh, We have some other Sasquatchy experiences that took place out of uh, Alabama. Once we got on the road, 2012, we bought an old motor home, an older motor home, and. Traveled the Ohio Valley. We had some very interesting experiences with uh, with that area uh, that we that we could get to or talk about as well.
1: Yeah,
2: But I was trying to think of you know mostly Alabama was a very strange, interesting experience for me on so many levels because I'm not from the South, and then uh, uh, having you know these kinds of things happening that are i don't know what it's bordering line on with it being very all baptist southern baptist and very strict and ritual i don't know because i yeah. came from a different world right no right. so, not sure what the take on all of it is we just know at that point we were in over our heads and we were grateful to get home that day and and then our experiences we we then started buying our home that I spoke about where the invisible stuff was happening in the backyard. Right. I'd like to also mention in the same vein of thought about this being spiritual or haunting or what have you. Uh, also in that same backyard. Now this would have happened in probably about 20, I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, 2000. I'm kind of losing my sense of time. here. Probably about 2000. 2004, 2005, right around the period of Katrina, I think that took place in 2005.
1: Uh-huh.
2: So, in this experience, once again, it's just happening to me, lucky me. Oh, sorry, let me mention real quickly. I'm sorry I'm jumping around, but that invisible Sasquatchy experience, this was the other thing that was so mind blowing to me that I took note of instantly and have never forgotten. It was almost like we were released. As I said, it was an invisible hand above my head seemed to turn off mm-hmm. a switch. And whatever that was all about just went away. Mm. And so she kind of almost collapsed into my arms because I'm, like, reaching for her. And uh, it's almost like she came back. That's the only way how to describe that. Mm-hmm. And the friend. So as we get inside the house, first thing I'm taking note of is my dogs were snoring. My husband right. was snoring. Uh, our friend is snoring. But did I mention our dogs are snoring? Now those sounds were so loud that that small community, we were convinced, had to have heard it. It was that loud. And it wasn't just as they said the audible loud, it was what was happening inside of us. Right, right. I don't know if you ever had that kind of an experience where you felt it inside you.
0: And see, that's what makes me think that it might be something that is more of a um, a spiritual nature because it didn't, you know, and uh, your dogs would perk up if they heard, uh, you know, any kind of animal outside, That's you right, know, right. whether it's right. you know a raccoon that you can't hear or awesome possum or or a mouse, yeah or a mouse or whatever. But if you hear a chorus of yeah Yetis, you know, I mean that the, the dogs will be. You know, making their own, course, corresponding. You know, res- cacophony back at them. Yeah. So yeah. So that's what makes me think that you know, again, that maybe this is something. I don't know because it seems so much that it was so much internal on you, where it was, you know, with the sensations and everything. So mm-hmm. I, still, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, right. I, d- I didn't experience well, it, so I can't really take one way or the other. Right.
2: They're just I can't. Well, I've tried for ever. Mm-hmm. There's no answers for us, not me. And it just, you know, the the possibilities just seem so big and growing. Yeah. So what I was mentioning now is now we're in 2004, 5-ish, somewhere in there. It's Chad and I and those dogs, same dogs, that are in the house. And uh, it's nighttime. We've gone to bed. Everything is normal, whatever that means. You know, we've had a nice supper and spent some time probably watching television. And off to bed we go. Chad and I have never had kids. So the puppies have always been our babies And everybody goes to bed And that's what I remember And next thing I know I have no idea what time it is But I just know it's pitch black outside I'm no longer in bed I'm now standing out in my backyard uh, <clears throat> the back, I'm standing right at those French glass doors Area right there um, And I am outside First thing I'm aware of And I'm aware There is something like a cousin it Is the only way I know how to describe it it makes me giggle every time I think about it, like to the left of me. And it's hitting me about knee, thigh high. It's not touching me. And it's dark out. So I first try to imagine I'm asleep. I'm not a walker. I've, mm. I've never heard any reports of Alta ever sleepwalking, ever. So I'm standing there, and and I'm conscious. I think I'm conscious, and I got this being, something right next to me, that now I want to know what, what, what is, it feels like Cousin Hit. Yeah. And right. About the, time, about the time I'm trying to zero in on that, I'm not allowed to because above me and up in the sky, above me and somewhat to my left, not too much, is a female voice that's coming out of the sky. The voice is, it's her. And that's how I describe her. Mm-hmm. The her is that female that's on the back of our book. Right that description right, that, okay. that tone I know when I first encountered her or whatever happened to me she spoke to me in English but in this experience she's speaking because that's her or really? at least that's that voice mm-hmm. that I want to crawl up into I want to get up off the ground and go see her Right. And, uh, but it's not in English it's not a language I understand and I'm pretty good with languages I have no idea what was being spoken to me. But I just, it had my attention instantly, obviously, and I've got my head cranked back as far as I can do it. Then the next thing I know is I'm, you know, just so happy that it's her. uh, Above me and to the right of me a bit, high up in the sky, coming out of the sky, is a male voice. Mm -hmm. Now, this one's in English, and he called me by name, and he was not nice at all. And I like to describe it as, he sounded like a pissed-off daddy, mm-hmm. like I was a bad girl, and I'm in trouble. And I remember the language was very distinct and very specific, and he said, in the shittiest of tone, don't bother being afraid. Like, don't even bother. He didn't say yeah. it. Wow. His words were, don't bother. And the moment wow. that those that language registered with me, my wrist exploded without any pain at all no pain at all no blood no nothing like that nothing gory it's the only way i know how to describe it though it exploded what a, what a, what i call a, a burst of light and i like to say if a light bomb exists it was like one went off in my wrist
4: hmm.
2: and uh with, with no pain or uh, association any kind of feeling just visual and um That happened, and the moment that that was happening, then the next thing I know, it's the next morning, and I'm in bed. I'm put back in bed. When I woke up, I didn't come to this time. I literally woke up. I remember waking Chad up and making it clear to him that this had happened to me, Mm -hmm. and that I had another object in my wrist. I call them unknowns. You call it what? What was that? I call them unknowns. Okay. Right. People like the word implants. I never have. Right. So, in my case, that's my reference. So that took place in that same spot. Wow. So this. That-
0: so this. Okay. So, just I want to confirm because uh, so you you went to bed and then you you wake up and you're at the glass doors again, where the last kind of attack took place. Right. That's right. Do you think now, because that makes me think that the first attack, I'm I'm going to back up on my spiritual attack of it and go to say that then maybe it was more of this abduction, you know, um, a second induction or third, or whoever knows how many that you've been through. Maybe it is connected to that or another group that has come by and, and, you know, and we're attempting something. I don't know, but it does seem to be now, because of all the other things where the you know, uh, the dogs didn't wake and Chad didn't wake and all these other things, and you've been targeted, especially and you hear the familiar voice and you're seeing all this these other high strangeness things in the second part but it's also got that same kind of stuff it seems to me then that definitely these two are connected to the other to the to the you know yeah. your the the woman the aliens or the you know the abductors or whatever they are right you know. well
1: there and wow. there's there's also the f- there's also the belief that ufo's and big feet Bigfoot Yeah. yeah they uh, what's the pearl of Bigfoot? Is it Bigfoot? Sasquat- <laughs> Sasquatch. Sasquatch. Sasquatches. Sasquatches. Yeah. yeah. Or so. Sasquatchies. <laughs> yeah. But uh that
2: like wolfie boys.
1: Right. Yeah. <laughs> but that they 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 often coincide one another. Mm-hmm. So UFO sightings coincide with Bigfoot sightings yep. and right. that's that's what it when you said that you saw the flash or the dancing of the stars or whatever, that kind of right. made me think of that too it's like maybe maybe that was somehow you know p- playing in mm-hmm. this and it's pretty crazy yeah. pretty fra- pretty fascinating
2: right i mean just
1: and the other thing the other it, it, thing I, it, it, I wanted to say too speaking about how you felt like this tone the sound was resonating with you you know low frequencies and and the the military's done a lot of research and in, in in, mm-hmm. in sound and they're able to they're able to dial in certain frequencies to 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 manipulate people basically you know basically is what it is and, and it's um,
2: I speak about it often yeah absolutely and
1: but you know low frequencies can really do some strange things to your body you know mm-hmm. it, yep. and, and it can they've done research on when people listen to music in a live setting with a full PA system it does something ke- to the chemistry of your body it releases hormones in your in your in your brain and it floods the system in some way that is different than even listening to music with headphones on because you're exposed to the full frequency range right and so whatever it is that you heard maybe i'm thinking that you know it could have been some wide ranges of frequencies that were penetrating i know that sounds Mm -hmm. great it sounds crazy but (laughs) but you know you know when you go when you go and you listen to a band and they've they've got you know a great pa and you and, and and the whole thing is just like making your body just you know pulsate right it makes you feel good. You know, I think that's why people enjoy live music and hopefully we can get back there to that Great. someday. But, um, but well, I, and
2: I'm raised in a native background with regalia as a dancer, a traditional dancer with my mom yeah, who made drums. Right. So, right. We understand exactly what you're saying.
1: And I, I used to run sound for bands. I, I was a front of house engineer for a long time and, and there's nothing like having control over a sound system that sounds amazing and Mm. and can you can you can physically feel the music you know there's just something to that there's there's something that changes you so i i I, uh when you said that that's kind of what i thought about it's like man maybe 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 what she was hearing was at such a Volume and such a, a resonance—you know those low frequencies—you can really get down in there and, and subharmonic frequencies also that you can't necessarily pick up with the ear. You know that's what dogs hear. Dogs hear above what 20k, which is ridiculous. I mean, no, yeah. no, no human can hear a but you know in in that range, but that's what they hear. So when you have the dog whistle and they respond to the dog whistle. That's what they're hearing. Um, They're they're hearing something that we can't hear. And sometimes, you know, like elephants, they talk to each other in in those subharmonic frequencies that we can't hear through the ground. Mm -hmm. They speak to each other that way. So a lot of stuff going on that we can't really detect. So that's just another curveball.
2: And uh, I mentioned one more time also, because the memory is just so specific, was to feel a wave felt it. Yeah, right. It, it was so powerful that you could feel that yeah. rolling right up at you. Yeah, like literally, like a like an ocean wave.
1: Right. Yeah, like an earthquake, something. Yeah.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. Nothing under the foot, just the, everything going on around, and that sound was very specialized. Uh, it was, all-encompassing. It was en- all encompassing. That's intense.
1: That's intense. That is intense, man.
2: Yeah. And if you never heard them holler, or scream, or yell. Oh, man. You know, just to hear one. Right. It's just and again. I'm telling you, there were so many in the past when I tried to interview on this and people just laughed and scoffed at me. My first words were it. I'm swearing on my mother a million at least. And I heard every one of them individually. And that's impossible. Sure. So Mm -hmm. when I say the numbers were so big, you can't count them. We couldn't. I couldn't.
1: When they say, you know, often people will say what you hear when it's recorded, is doesn't give it any. There's no. It's not like being there, you know. like right. When you're when you're there and you're hearing it, it doesn't have that power yeah, though. it's different than when you're. So I could understand that. Oh boy, that's wild.
2: One of the few times in my life that I'm aware of that I have memory of where I knew I was dead. Right. And you know, you hear people say that all the time, but until you've experienced, you know, you're dead. Yeah. Because when that wave got on top of us. I, do. I was shocked I still had consciousness. Let me just say that. Right. It was. Wow. So, yeah. So that took place, which has always left the puzzling again about her hearing her. If I have just right. turned a pissed off daddy up in the skies, I'd have just chalked that up to, well, this is just. And what was the cousin it standing next to me? Right. Being. What was that all about? Yeah. <laughs> Way high,
0: high strangeness, it, you know. <laughs> it's 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 these weird things that uh, that happen. That there's oh a lot of it is no. There's no explanation. We can't rationalize. We can't put it together because, you know, your your mind is getting overwhelmed with what is <laughs> happening, and so right. you're translating everything the best you can,
2: you oh know, boy. and
0: because you, your your circuits are just going. All over the place. And it's like, yeah. you know, a lot of people who um, will, uh, who have been, you know, a lot of people have been abducted. You know, they when they talk about grays, they talk about giant owls and like, you know, and how right. they are connected because that's how your body is, your brain is trans, you know, right. uh, transcribing and they're trying to understand, filtering them, the information. And it's like your, your brain is, F- filtering this information the best that it can and then it's there's something you know it, whatever that is that's what it gave you right you know as, as what well was beside you so
2: again in that same backyard so when that period of time we were living there Chad was the real wage earner for both of us you know house taking i stayed at home tried to work outside of my home as as much as I could. But for the most part, Chad was in the locomotive business with his family. And so he's gone all the time. So during the day, so I'm sitting up there on that deck by myself, having my coffee morning time, those woods. Now later on, they got a lot of it cleared out, I think, and trailer got moved back there with a woman and children, little family kind of changed. It seems like a lot, but in the time up until that happened, Those were still small woods behind us that I had direct visual of. So I'm sitting up on the deck and I'm up in my little high chair and having my coffee. And all of a sudden, the only way I know how to describe it is I had a hoop barker coming out of those woods. And, and I'm not even kidding you. And I've heard this many times from many folks who understand about that owl connection with, as they call it, the grays and these aliens. This was a, this was a, an owl that, was not an owl and it was there's no doubt to me because there would be different tones of that particular hoot barking and -hmm. it was almost telepathic I got on the phone long distance to a girlfriend that had come to stay with me not those two we spoke about earlier this was another friend from childhood who I discovered 40 years after we had been apart we got reunited for a minute and she reminded me that we had UFO stuff happening to us collectively as uh, children, as teenagers in uh, Flagstaff, Arizona in particular, on a summer vacation with my parents. So she's taken me all the way back into places I got no memory of. Now they're kind of coming back to me. So I'm telling her all about, you know, what's happening to me on this property here in Alabama. And, of course, she's hearing what's happening in Louisiana and so on. So I'm telling her that there's no doubt to me that I got I got somebody in these woods that's playing with me. Mm. And so I'd call her up long distance. I'd put her on speakerphone and I'd make sure to hold that phone up. And it would be so consistent that not only was I hearing it, but she was hearing it. We were laughing our asses off. It was hysterical. It was as if something forgot how to bark and it would hoot. And then it would, like, it forgot how to hoot and it would bark. And it was, so it became my hoop barker. But I'm telling <laughs> you again, it was all coming out of that little wooded area that was very bizarre to me anyhow. Wow. Yeah. And uh, she was my proof. I always felt like, you know, that's been the hardest part is meeting witnesses.
0: Hey man, did I ever tell you about this recent thing that happened to me? I was driving around in the country and it was just after dusk, so there's a little bit of light still coming on out of the sky, but it was mostly dark. I saw this black school bus.
1: I don't think I've ever heard this.
0: Okay. So I saw this black school bus. All the windows were tinted and it started following me for about 15 minutes. Whoa. No. Yeah. What, what did you do? I was at work. I was making the deliveries and I just kept making my deliveries and like it would even stop and wait for me Ugh. and yeah <laughs> so this is- But it was never close enough to where I could see it or anything. But it was following me, man. Wow. Dang. That's just an example of another really weird story that happened to me and that could have happened to you. You don't have to have a UFO encounter. You don't have to have seen the ghost of your grandmother. You don't have to know what Bigfoot smells like to have had a weird story. Basically, what we're saying is weird covers a lot of ground here on the What's Your Weird Story podcast. And we love hearing all of your stories, whether they're spooky, they're funny, they're bizarre, or they're just short, sweet, and unexplained. Kind of like our podcast.
2: So, I'm trying to think if there's more, I'm sure there's lots of Alabama stuff, but um, just keeping in vain of the again, the course of what was happening to Chad and Alta. Well, so we'll speak about serpent mound right now, then, cause we're just, just kind of on that journey. If it's okay sure. with y'all yeah. to, uh, in the motorhome, those five years we spent yeah. traveling the Ohio Valley. Uh, we didn't have near as many experiences as I would think one would think knowing some of our history, but what we did have very profound, uh, like to me, like what took place on top of that, that little mountain in Ohio, Uh, we go to Serpent Mound, and uh, we're vendors. So we spend the weekend there vendoring our wares. And then uh, we had a young couple that weren't married, no kids between them either, kind of could come and go as they pleased, that uh, wanted to come and spend the weekend with us. They live in Cincinnati. Isn't that where you are? Aren't you in Cincinnati, sir? No, they're in
0: Columbus. Yep. I'm in
2: They're in Columbus. Yeah,
0: which is also it's about two hours right. away from me. So,
2: Right. So they decide they're going to come. We want them. To, we love these people. They love us. They're going to come and spend the weekend with us. And so thus they did. And so, Chad.
3: Yeah, we're sitting there. Just the four of us. I, well, yeah, we're, we're in the motorhome. We're just sitting there talking. I think we've just gotten through eating and stuff.
2: Maybe having and, drinks. Yeah, yeah, maybe
3: having drinks and. Uh, now, our dude friend, didn't drink at all. Yes, yeah, at, at all. At all.
2: She and I she, and Chad have no problem with that.
3: Yeah. Well, she we drink. <laughs> she kind of had the door open because she was smoking a cigarette, so she's kind of halfway in, halfway out the door, mm-hmm. and she goes, all of a sudden, she goes, "Did you
2: see that?" Right.
3: We're like, no, you yeah, know, you're, uh, in you're in the door. Yeah. We're inside, yeah. you know. We're in the closet. <laughs> right. She's like. Oh my God! Something just went through across the sky, crazy. Right. So we all come running out of it, you know. And we so all all, all sitting out. there, and I mean, this went on for hours, all night. It was it would for Chad and that couple. Yeah, it was not just straight, you know, like a satellite would go. You know, it was zigzagging and making curves and
2: from I, one horizon
3: to another. Yeah, and. At one point, I saw something kind of in the cloud kind of thing, you know, and it looked like a craft. I mean, it was huge.
2: And because it was going on for hours, all four of us seemed to be having our own individualized experiences, which I've discovered is not unusual at all either. Right.
3: Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, we were just looking all in different directions, you know, and it it was. We finally got
2: bored and went in.
3: Right. Well, not bored, but we were exhausted. Right. And you now was that the night that we played with fire? Right. And so listen to this so weirdness. our friend
2: Chad. <laughs> she's my Chad. Who is
3: he? She's she's uh, um really into like um, martial arts and everything like that. So she's, she's very Vietnamese and American,
2: American yeah. father and. then so. She's in black belt and
3: yeah, literally all of it. She yeah. looks like
2: a movie star that's got all those abilities.
3: Yeah, so that's her <laughs> so world. She, her and I, she, her and I, we're sitting real close to the campfire, you know, just kind of one on one side of the fire, one on the other. We're sitting in chairs, and, and the her outside. boyfriend and I are just watching. And, she goes, I'm gonna put out the fire. So she does this like really weird thing with her hands above the fire, that we've and never it goes seen before, and it goes out. So I'm like well, I'm going to make it come back up. And I took my hands and kind of like did a sweeping motion from, you know, ground up, you know, kind of a. did it. And it it started again. Like somebody turned on a switch. We did this four or five times. Uh, It was nuts. It was really weird. Wow. It was nuts. Alta and our friend, the guy friend, they were just over there looking at us like,
2: Well, his mouth was wide open.
3: This is crazy. This is
2: crazy. Because literally that fire would come all the way up, not just a little ember, and then it would go all the way down to just these embers. And I'm like, this is weird. That's wild. Because from that moment on, then we had this night display for all four of us. Like, Mm -hmm. Something very private seemed to be happening. And this was a park we'd never been in before that we'd normally never stay in. It's kind of a uh, parent. It's kind of a Disneyland sort of park.
3: Kid-friendly. It had water slides yeah, and Go carts. And, and, yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah. We go to work not necessarily to play, if you will, and just like it quiet and so on. So it's not our normal, which was interesting, not at all our normal place we'd be hanging out. And so we're packed in pretty good is my point. There's a lot of motorhomes Lot of RVs in this park, and uh, I'm just telling you, for what I remember about that night, it didn't seem that anybody else in that, that park was watching a whole sky array as the four of us. It was crazy. Wow, it's crazy. Wow, so, and, and and
0: what part was where was that? What part of Ohio was that? Serpent Mound is right, oh, for- right around Serpent Mound, okay. Yeah, yeah. interesting because Serpent it's Mound. Yeah. Silver Mound is a hugely spiritual place, and like, right. um, like I I went to it on a whim one day. I was coming oh, back wow. from. I was coming back from. Um, oh, I forget where I was coming back from, but okay. I saw that there was a. Um, um, There was the exit for Spirit Mound, and I was like, "Well, Spirit Mound, you know, I'm going to go." And so I took the little detour off, and you know, twenty minutes off or something like that. And you go there, and it's just there's something it resonates with something human. It resonates with the very bare minimum with human history, you know, and that humans did this conscious thing, they made these things, and then um, you you get up, you look at it on the ground. And you just see these hills, you know, but then you climb up this, uh, rickety, um, right. watchtower thing, which, right. um, and I mean, I, I'm not, I, I don't like, um, I don't like stairs that don't have, right. that I can see through. I don't like stairs that I can see through. Yeah. I don't like things that right. I can look down and see right. through and see the ground and, and get higher up and still use it. So so I yeah. kind of have a bit of you know of, of 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 that and um and so I was getting a little bit of vertigo but I, shaking legs all the way to the top, oh and, and like took a quick picture and then, um and came down but like it's really, it's really impressive and I urge anybody to check it out any kind of earthworks like that, um that oh, you know the pre-Columbian and, and way pre-Columbus types of stuff you know because you know i mean there was so much going on in the, on this continent before columbus i mean other europeans had come over but before you know people from everywhere had come over you know right. i mean we know that now that's history um right. it's you know it's not the it's not the u.s history it's actual world history but still mm-hmm. um But, yeah, there's something about the Spirit Mounds that, like, there's stuff going on around there anyway. And that's the reason why those those exist there, because there's something going on. So that's really cool. Yeah.
2: Well, with the going-ons around the country, then, we'll move out of the Ohio I'll go backwards a little bit. Before we got the motorhome, one of our first adventures, because we had never really gone to too much UFO stuff, conferences or anything like that. So we had an opportunity to attend one up in Wisconsin. That was, I think, the furthest north I remember us traveling. Um, And we didn't have the motorhome at the time, so we're in a pickup and we've got our girls and we're pulling a trailer of our wares. Well, this place is uh, Burlington, Wisconsin, so it's not a very big town. It's pretty small, quite beautiful, and uh, what takes place there is this gal had been putting this conference on for several years, and uh, she invites some big names in that UFO field. One of them be Stanton Friedman, right? who's kind of the biggest name in the world, bless his heart, now that he's moved on, and uh, another huge name, for people who know anything about any of this stuff, Daryl Sims, and uh, he's all about you know the implant language and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, a couple other fairly big names, Betty and Barney Hill. If that, those names mean anything to you, oh too. wow, that oh, yeah, those mean a lot.
0: <laughs> oh yeah.
2: Right. So not the couple because they both passed on, but right. Betty's niece. Uh, she uh, her name's Kathleen Kathleen Martin, I believe is her name. That's Betty's niece. Well, she became the inheritor of all of that story, so right. she's given it all she's got. You know, traveling the country and the world, all about that story, and then a whole lot more. So these are the names at this little teeny. When I say teeny, it was a teeny little conference, teeny. And uh, in fact, it wasn't even a conference room. It was just bizarre. It was like a. It was like a social like a gathering Mm -hmm. of, you know, let's have lunch or a tea or something. Mm -hmm. It was very strange and beautiful because it wasn't all the insanity of, I guess, what these conferences have often turned into. Okay. So we are, um, we do our vendoring. Uh, she's, she owned a, it looks like a shop of some kind. Well, she, uh, she, uh, a a sci-fi cafe, and then she had kind across of across the street. And
3: then across the street, she had um, just kind of uh, rented this. Yeah, it, she rented this old boutique just to have uh, a place for the vendors and First for to us our to our sell, wares. sell our wares. And Freeman with his books and
2: right. So, so we're over there at the boutique, whatever, selling our wares, right along with Friedman, so on and the big names, and then. Uh, Daryl Sims and a few of the other folks—they're over at the cafe, the Sci-Fi Cafe. Well, apparently that's where they do a lot of the gatherings um, when they wanted to have conference kind of language. That particular night, I'm building this up. On that particular night, they decided the owner—this, her name's Mary Sutherland. Uh, mm-hmm. She She takes folks out into the woods outside of town for these spiritual walkabouts where everybody photographs and they capture all kinds of... She takes them out there for the purpose of finding portals. This is all the language. Okay. Sorry, Chad?
3: Vortex something is what she called it, I think.
2: Mm. Okay. I'm stumbling over language, but just to get to the point about this, you know, more high strangeness involving Chad and Alta in particular. So, okay, so on this particular night, she wants everybody... Everybody to go out into the boonies and have this, you know, scar- stargazing experience. Well, I happened to get once again reunited with another childhood friend from 40 years prior, not the one I spoke about earlier, this other one. She decided she lived in Iowa, she decided to drive from Iowa to Wisconsin to come to this conference and for us to reunite. It was so amazing, just, you know, just a gift. And so While she's there, we're in an old hotel place. There's nothing like a mom-and-pop hotel whatever, nothing fancy by any means. So that's good enough for us. I've taken all my photos, and we're having a reunion. Her and I were sitting in her motel room, so I opted out not to go because she wasn't interested either. We were tired and just wanted to have time to reunite about not going to that stargazing thing. Well, Chad, for some reason, opted out of it also, which is weird. He chose to stay behind, but he was over at the cafe with mm-hmm. all the others that didn't go. And so, if I'm not mistaken, weren't they uh, radioing? Didn't, weren't they inter- Yeah, he or, was doing
3: uh, a, a, a podcast, uh, Rick was. From, or not so Rick, one, was somebody
2: it. there was doing a podcast, apparently, uh, at the same time. So Chad decided to hang out with them. Right about the time that my friend, um, she wouldn't mind me saying her name, I call her Tiny Honey. I named her Tiny Heine a long time ago. And so Tiny Heine and I are sitting on the floor in the motel room, in her room. I got all my pictures pulled out from you know, the billions of years we haven't seen each other. And all of a sudden she says to me, how to wouldn't it be strange, Would't it be weird, speaking of, if they were right up above us? Now, I know what she meant by they because she'd also had experiences with craft, on the ground when she's a child. So my friends, interestingly enough, I discover all these years later, are experiencers also. So anyhow, she says, wouldn't, and I'm like, wouldn't it though? And I look up above the door, the entrance into our room, and Chad comes flying in out of nowhere. And now he wouldn't have just bounced in, but he's pretty freaking excited. And the reason he's all excited is he's reporting to us, they are there they are being captured by all this crowd there's like 30 of them out in those woods that are filming them right above us literally right above us mm. and in this experience you could see and it got it made world news this little town hit the map it and you can look all this up it's all you know it's all filmed the video is there you can see the video as it's happening But as it's happening, one of the things that they discover is there is a true, my word, and I think their word, portal, that seems to be opening up in the sky, and this craft is coming in and out of it. And I mean, it's just mind-blowing. The whole thing, mind-blowing. Wow. And this is happening, and again, I have to tell you, call me egotistical, far from it, but I just felt, again, like Chad and I and my friend, having this reunion, we were having a moment. Yeah. Right. It It just felt so personal again. And, of course, probably not, but who knows? I mean, all the other, that crowd of 30, were far far from disappointed. She's got stuff on film nobody's got. Wow. Wow. So you might want to check that out. That was in 2012. Okay. Burlington Vortex Conference, I think. Okay. That's what it's called. And, uh, yeah, it's just real interesting. Wow. We were right there. Wow. Uh, Just you know, just having our own very personal experience. That's really cool. So that's really cool. a Place in Wisconsin, and then uh, check others. Can you think of others Didn't, on the road? Oh, or not that I can. That really i bounce so that much. Right, everybody's me. so kind to just be still hanging in here with me.
0: S T O R Y, And that'll take you right there.
1: I mean, you can never own enough clothing.
0: Well, it's true, Barry. There's t-shirts for the ladies, because, you know, they're cut differently. There's hoodies, which are really cool. There's two different kinds of hoodies, and there's also tote bags, so you can tote your stuff.
1: That's so cool, man.
0: So if you guys go out to Spreadshirt.com, What's Your Weird Story? Currently, there are two designs, but there will be more going up very soon. So just keep your eyes out for that, and if you decide to get one of their shirts, tag yourself on Instagram to ours, or Facebook. Show your love.
2: Show us what you got. Let's your true colors the friend that met me up in, that met Chad and I up in uh, Wisconsin, Tiny Heiny. her story is, and I'm a lot more blank on this one because it was so hectic when we were getting connected that it just, I didn't I love questions that I love to ask them mm. and I just don't remember if I did, but she claims that she's driving, I have left I've been gone now Uh, that area, it sounds like it's within that year or so. Just like my other friend of me leaving, she says her and her girlfriend are driving, and it's daylight, and she said a UFO was on the ground. Now, her description almost makes me think of my mother, when my mother claimed that a UFO stopped her on the highway when I'm a baby. Right. Um, This felt very much to me like what I was almost hearing a repeat of. In her case, now then she goes blank. Now there's more to it. I'm gonna I'm gonna send her a message, and because we're very connected, I haven't talked to her in a, quite a while. She grew up to save animals. I love her dearly. She had two sons, pretty much on her own. She raised, gave great lives to as a single mother or a divorced mother, and then went on to give it everything she could to rescue abused babies, horses, cool. animals. Yeah, just you know, just literally the salts of the earth kind of people. Um. so and whatever her experience was she's always loved it she's never seemed to have any fear about it or also my other friend when I think about that
0: wow oh, well right. Send them our way. <laughs> <laughs> We're oh, always so looking will. to talk to people, so.
2: yeah, <laughs> especially absolutely. friends of friends.
0: You know, that's always that's, that's right. the best way to network, anyway. So right, yeah. but, uh,
2: that's working wild. well for us. Yep. So that was uh, that was my what's coming to me, kind of quickly with uh, those experiences of, and again, nothing I'm remembering on my own. It's being mm-hmm. brought to and I'm so grateful because, again, we've lost so many people in our lives. Not in a mean way, I would say, necessarily. It's kind of like, don't go away mad, just go away, sort of. Right. Yeah. That yeah. lots of people I feel have felt towards us. to me in particular because I'm much more vocal about it. Sure. I'm always so interested in, you know, people's experiences. I'm like, you are. Tell me your weird story. Yeah. <laughs> right. And so, yeah. But lots of folks have not been too interested or willing with us. Uh, or they do that private stuff. You hear that often. Yeah. They don't want to, you know, be public about it, but they don't have any problem telling you secretly. Yeah. Kind of stuff. And then, Chad, can you think of others, any other out on the road in those experiences? We were... Oh, I have one. Again, these were... So much of our experiences have been mind-blowing to me and interesting. Maybe I just, again, just the bubble I travel in. But um, very few have been terrifying. Okay. Uh, the one we mentioned to you that happened to us on Valentine's here mm-hmm. this last year was really terrifying to me. Um, and this was very scary for me. Again, it didn't happen to Chad. He thinks I'm nuts. He says, "Huh," uh But he- He does because he was right there in the same general area and just didn't get any of what I was receiving. So we're in the motorhome. Now we're in Kentucky Mm -hmm. and we are at, uh, we're in a big park, big state park, beautiful, huge, spread out all over the place, lots of room, really beautiful, nothing fancy, just natural and gorgeous. And it's not far from where the heck is all the gold in Kentucky? Or Knox. Yeah. Or Knox. Fort Knox. So Chad had to go on to that place a couple of times for some business. So that's hysterical, Chad in the military. But because um, they take that job very seriously, we discovered out there. Oh, yeah. So one day I'm walking the girls, and the girls happen to be the pups that are the Australian Red Heeler and the Australian Shepherd Mix. And again, dogs that are herding dogs. Uh, I'm walking them. I've raised them. We're very tight. They're leashed. We always had them leashed. We never let them just run. And uh, we've got this huge park, and I'm very happy. Well, I get away from Chad area, and it's just me and the girls. And we're going back more towards the back of this big park that was unfamiliar to me. And I noticed there were signs that said horse trails. So people could bring their horses there, obviously, and you know wander back there. So we decided let's let's, mon- let's mosey on back that way a little bit, you know, new territory. Mm-hmm. Now it's dusk. Is it dusk when the sun is setting? Is that what yes. you call it, dusk? I can't think. Yes. Of all of a sudden, yeah, it's like dusk time. So I could still there was still visual, but you know the lighting was getting a little more hazier and what have you. It's a beautiful day. That's what I do remember. Temperature wise, so on and so forth. Perfect day. Nothing in the cloud. No clouds. No nothing. Perfect sky. But I started hearing, and the girls heard it identically with me. I kept hearing what I was sure were helicopters above us, but there was nothing there. Never Hmm. could see anything, but heard them very plainly, and they felt low. And then off to the left and down over the hills where you couldn't see in this park, uh, I heard, there was no doubt to me, I heard children screaming. And I heard them screaming for their lives, Screaming at the top of their lungs. I thought I heard men's or a man's voice or a men's voice. Couldn't understand or dis- distinct at all, all language. Sure, again, in the sense of uh, words. But I absolutely heard this mortifying screaming coming, and it sounded again like there were lots of them. And my dogs were scared shitless, wow. and I was scared even faster. And I'm kind of a plus side tell you what I don't remember getting home I know that the girls didn't look back and I didn't look back and I'm telling Chad there is something creepy that feels military creepy going on over there and it's wow. kids yeah. It's like, yeah That well I'll tell you it was so powerful I never wanted to stay there again I made that kind of hard on him Yeah, because uh, I was pretty matter of fact but you were cut off there also if I'm not mistaken there wasn't a phone signal yeah. there wasn't a computer signal <laughs> right. that's creepy also
0: that gave me chills of course anytime you mention little kids you know something but little kids screaming no it's just that's just that is yeah. creepy as all get out so
2: it, it was and we noticed that one of the uh, Chad might know better about this uh, I always try to keep to myself with my pooches um, but he's a lot more social butterfly than I am out in public and what have you I I noticed as we'd have to come in and out of this park, you'd have to stop at a gate, like a guard gate, and there you'd have a code, and it had an arm that went up. You know, you had to do the code. You had to know the code. And so one of those guard keepers had a thingy on the side of their vehicle, that they were ghosty hunters or ghosty busters, right, Ted? Mm-hmm. Right. I think I did,
3: but I don't remember what we talked about. Oh, that's weird. But, yeah, I think I mentioned it. I'm like, but they... You know, they were some kind of ghost hunting team.
2: Yeah. One of them folks. Yeah, but them screaming children's. That's all. I I didn't care what it was. I think Chad was trying to get convinced at the time. And and it seemed like somebody was trying to rationalize to me. Oh, they had some kind of a carnival or whatever over there. Well, first of all, how do you have helicopters you can't see right right above your head? Yeah. And Chad and I have been through those experiences as well not sure if we mentioned probably not but i'll interject that we both had did we get to share with you i don't think so uh i call it my car in black uh, terrifying experience and chad had a also a car in black experience instead of the men in black as people Mm -hmm. like to talk about Mm -hmm. ours were cars in black and uh, that both happened to us simultaneously his was different than mine but it was happening at the same time wow yeah and it was just scary oh it was for me just not him as much he's his has been very different kinds of experiences but mine just terrifying right sort of like hearing those children scream
3: right yeah this was in uh stone mountain georgia and uh it was it that was kind of a crazy time we uh this is when I was working with my dad in the locomotive business, and we were rebuilding the locomotives in uh, Stone Mountain Park. And Look that place these, the, these locomotives were built, you know, in the early 50s. You know, some of them just beautiful. You know, they're just beautiful pieces of, of work. And one particular locomotive, or two of them, actually, the, the engine room is kind of... On the inside, you know, there's no steps on the side. You know, they're kind of like look like kind of like an airplane without, you know, the wings. Mm-hmm. You know, they're yeah. kind of all closed So, you know, instead of being outside the locomotive and working on the engine, you're kind of on the inside. And um, so, I'd be up there working, and you know, it's kind of hard to get in and out of this thing. You know, it's you know ten foot off the ground to get into the the doors of these locomotives. So anytime you'd get a chance, if you were, you know, needing an extra tool, if you saw somebody, you know, outside, you know, you'd holler down at him, hey, you know, throw me, you know, this wrench or that ratchet or whatever, you know. And there was a couple of times I'd be up in there and I'd be like right at the door and I'd see a shadow walk by, and I would, I'd, you know, I go out to look to like hey you know throw me this up and there was nobody there wow Uh, another time now this where the locomotive station is where the shop is is the old prison from like back in the wild wild west days 1800s okay Okay. so you know it still had the bars on the windows and you know yeah crazy so you know we, we we start talking all this, you know, ghost stuff. Now, the uh, our lead guy that was, you know, the lead mechanic and you know my dad's uh, partner in the business, he would do all the electrical work, and it, it, you know, it was something that he had to take really lots of concentration to do, and because yeah. you know you got like a, you know, a bundle of wires, you know, six. You know, it's, you know, they're six inches around, but there's probably, you know, two, three hundred little wires in it. Right. So he had really, you know, kind of in a mindset. So he'd send us off and he would work, you know, late into the night and then into the morning, you know. So he was kind of doing double shifts. Now he's there all by himself. He's got the shop and the office and all locked up, and he said he's up in the cab of the locomotive, you know, doing this wiring, and he's not this kind of guy either. You know, he doesn't, you know, he doesn't go around talking about, you know— ghosts and stuff he said he heard the door open up and it was this big huge metal door and slam you know it it would just slam anyway even if you just coming through it you know because of the spring and all on it and it would just echo he said he heard it he heard somebody come 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 like out into the shop from the office and go gary 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 like three times so he's like, well, you know, and this is like two, three o'clock in the morning, you know, and he says he gets he, he gets up, he goes and looks out the um, the cab of the locomotive and there's nobody there. He said, he, he, said he, he went over, he turned off his uh, uh, little computers and his, all this other stuff, he put his tools away, he got down out of the locomotive and left. Oh. <laughs> uh, but we, you, We'd be sitting there, you know, we'd work, work late into the nights and, and, you know, we had like this one little section uh, that was kind of chain link fence, you know, that we kept all our tools locked up in. And you would just hear it rattle. Like somebody was just over there, just shaking it, you know, uh, the, another time. Now, this was one of the guys that, uh, he was like the head guy and the guys that ran the locomotives, you know, for the tourists and stuff. And we're all sitting there having lunch and everything. And he, he said, yeah, because we started talking about ghost stories and they're going, yeah, we were all sitting here one day. They said, and there's three, four of them there. You know, we're sitting here having lunch. He said, all of a sudden, this guy comes through the back door and walks kind of past us, turns, goes into the shop. He said they all, they all kind of look at each other like, who is that? And, you know, what's that all about? They said they all get up and they go out into the shop. They said the shop was locked up from the inside and there was nobody in the shop. Now, they said all three of them saw it, you know, this guy. But they, so, yeah, it was it was crazy. It was a weird vibe in that place, you know, and there was actually um, like one cell that was still there. And it was kind of like up underneath Mm -hmm. the the station. Mm -hmm. And it was it was really creepy. It was it was. Yeah, you could you could feel this like weird energy there. Mm But Stone Mountain Park has got a lot of history of you know weird, weird, crazy yeah things.
1: I've been there. I've been there. I've yeah. Uh, oh, wow. I did the hike up the to the top, you know, which doesn't look too bad. <laughs> but you start hiking up that thing, man, you know, in the humidity, and it's like oh, oh yeah, my yeah. I never got
2: to <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, then you appreciate the history in that area. Uh-huh. If you've actually physically been there, yeah, uh, this uh, car—the what I call the car in black or whatever—experiences Chad's took place in the cemetery. That's—is it Stone yeah. Mountain Cemetery? Yeah, Chad? it's
3: like an old, um, like from the Confederate, and I even think there was the like a, yeah, even farther back, than, yeah, 1600. Something like wow. that. Wow! Wow! Been around forever.
2: I mean, where like, they bury their horses with them, also. Oh right. wow! Wow! Yeah.
3: Uh, so I get up early one morning because we we started you know five six o'clock in the morning we'd start work and so I'd get up it was still dark and I go and I'd walk the dogs through the graveyard, you know.
2: We were in a small park not far. Yeah,
3: uh, we yeah. were like right around the corner from the graveyard.
4: Right.
3: So I'd walk the dogs and like nice one, neighbors. A couple, it's, uh, yeah. It, happened a couple of times right in a row. And I'm, you know, like I said, this is five, six o'clock in the morning.
4: Yeah.
3: And I'm walking and like, there's this old black car. Just, I mean, there's no, you couldn't see through the windows. It was just all blacked out and like I'd walk past it and it was just really gave me a creepy feeling. And so this, yeah, this, was probably like a 1970s kind of car. A, a yeah. Float your boat. Yeah. Car. Big, 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 big boat, you know, car, you know, four door.
4: Yeah.
3: You know, yeah. nice, like a, you know, like a Lincoln. Like a Lincoln or a Cadillac or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Which,
0: which yeah. sounds like a lot of the, uh, especially the older men in black type stories right. where you hear about it. Sounds like what they're, what they drive. So, right. Yeah.
3: Right. right. Yeah, so I, <clears throat> this happens to me a couple of times, you know, a couple mornings in a row, 2 3 times, mm-hmm. you know, right in a row. And the and the car was the car was in this exact same spot every time. And
2: never moved.
3: And never moved, you know, no, I wouldn't people Yeah, I didn't ever see anybody around or inside yeah, it, I couldn't it. tell you know, movement or anything. So this happens, you know, 2 3 times in a row. I never say anything to Alta. I don't even tell her. I never mention it. Mm A couple of days later is when Alta had her experience, and i
2: let her tell that. So just, it's going to just probably, again, I'm going to just sound nuts because it just makes no sense. But what happens is I'm in this little park all by myself. This little park is a horseshoe. Yeah, it's kind of a horseshoe. One way in, one way out. Yeah. And, uh, There's just a few of us there, 10, 12 of us, trailers. And so I've got the girls, it's these, the Aussies, and we had a kennel that we had set up outside of the trailers so that when I'm outside, because I would do a lot of my, we create a wearable art, I do some painting on fabric. So I'd be standing out there underneath the canopy uh, painting with the Mm -hmm. girls right there in the kennel with me so they could be outside also. Mm-hmm. and uh, or a pen it wasn't actually a kennel it was a little pen. And so it's a perfect day. It's again one of these perfect day which is not easy to say about Georgia. And <laughs> right? Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. No, I get that. Uh, and all of a sudden I stop painting. I become aware. Now, I just I'm going to sound just too bizarre. I look up and I don't do much movement other than just lift my head up, and I see a black car entering in. Now, the black car is, it looks like a thug car. Mm-hmm. It looks like, some, like a thug's car.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: It is beautiful, menacing black. Mm-hmm. It's not very big. It's not like what Chad just described, this boat. It's, and you can't see nothing. It's so black, everything is, mm. and it is moving at a steady clip, right towards me. Now, I sound nuts because this is a you know a, a U shape, one way in, one way out. He's got to mm. go past me right. to get out. But I'm telling you, I didn't react that way. Eh, I did not at all. I became—it's that frequency thing we were talking about earlier. It's the only thing that makes sense to me. I became instantly, and I don't know how else to say it terrified. I was terrified. Right. Because all of a sudden I knew that car, there's something, what the fuck is going on here? That car is coming at me. So I hustled my girls inside that trailer as fast as I could. Now we weren't in the motorhome at this experience. We were in a trailer of his dad's, uh, you know, a pull along sport place. And so I hustled the dogs in. I get in there as fast as I can. I've got every window closed. I've got every blind pulled. I'm curled up in my bedroom. Now, these trailers aren't very big, but I'm curled up in my bedroom because my bedroom window that's got blinds faces the little driveway, the little gravel drive into our spot. Mm -hmm. That angle gives me a perfect shot of what drives into my little driveway. And as I'm sitting there and I'm feeling my heart racing out of my body, my girls are losing their mind. Because I'm way, I'm, I'm totally wigging out, but I'm yeah. doing it very controlled. I start peeking through, and that car's pulled into our drive, and it stopped. Now, there's no sound. There's no, who knows? I got everything shut up. But I'm telling you, I heard no sound. I looked as hard as I could. There was no move. I saw nothing in that car. I couldn't see past the black. Mm-hmm. Wow. It was a menacing black. That's the That's- only way to describe it. It sat there for a second too long. It felt like years. And then it just backed out just as calmly as it pulled in. That seems like
0: some kind of intimidation kind of tactic, you know?
2: Because then it continued its drive out. Now, I have to wait for Chad to get home. It's relatively, I don't know, an hour or two, I don't know, maybe not much longer feeling by the time Chad finally gets home. And thank goodness Chad wants to come home to his babies and, you know, rather than stop off anywhere and take time. He gets in the house and now I'm just a, I'm a curled up, muddled up mess trying to explain to him what it, I don't, what I just tried to explain to you all. Wow. Well, he just kind of blows me off in a loving way. Oh, that's interesting, sort of. <laughs> that's not even his word, but he doesn't really respond at all. Now I'm pissed. You know, I need him to care. Right. Well, he doesn't. Now there's a reason I'm sharing that, that little privacy there is because now we just got to get on with the night. Now I've got to just tuck that away somewhere like that never happened because I don't even have my, my beloved who acts like he believes me. Right. Now I'm just sounding like I'm crazy. Okay. So yeah. Well, next day it's a Friday if I'm not mistaken. We're going to go home for the weekend. It's a two, three-hour drive to our house. So we just decide just overnight, we're going to go home for the weekend. While we are on the drive, if you, don't, if you know Atlanta traffic, I'd rather travel through another country than oh, to have yeah. to deal with yeah. it. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. And yeah. Chad agrees. So we're hauling ass through this insane traffic. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, he decides to share with me. About his experience in the freaking graveyard, two days, three days in a row with this other black thing, and I'm like, "Do you understand what you just said to me? Is that registered at all? It was like it never. I mean, it was that that kind of bizarre. Well, ending that story, we get back home. Was it, Ted? Do you remember? Because I'm kind of mind blanking. Just the end of that. They showed us something.
3: Yeah, I, a couple of. Uh, that was like one of the last times we stayed there. Um, yeah, we nice. the,
2: decided we were going to come. Yeah, on.
3: they, they were like weird. They, they were they were telling me I could be more useful if I just stay, you know, at the office and order parts and take care of that part instead of right, you know, the mechanic that part.
2: That just came out of nowhere.
3: And because we had planned on going, you know, back to there to for the, weeks. the camper, yeah. you know, for yeah, another week or so.
2: Right. So that
3: so, was weird. I'm at work. At the shop in Alabama. In Alabama. I'm in and I get home, and Alta says, That black car's back. And she mm-hmm. said, It came into that. Now, we lived at the, on a dead end street. It wasn't even a street, it was just kind of a driveway where us and the house next door shared. Right. So right. she said that this car, black car came in, pulled up into the. Uh, driveway sat there for you know a few minutes or whatever and then just pulled out nobody got out of the car nobody nothing pulled back out and drove off and this was within the couple of days that we had had gotten back from from atlanta
2: i mean what is the point of that yeah we weren't even We weren't anything. We were just surviving and having experiences. Right. I just keep saying, what is the point of that?
1: Who who knows? (laughs) Who knows? (laughs) Exactly. You guys. We keep
2: the
3: pursuit going. Now, did (laughs) we, in the the last interview, did we ever talk about the uh, voodoo temple that we lived above? Uh huh. In the French. Okay. Yeah. Well, so. Now that we're in our new place, we uh, right before the shutdown and everything, uh, I'd be sitting out here on the balcony and the tours, you know, especially the haunted tours, Mm will stop and talk about our apartment. Our apartment, the apartment we're living in now,
0: your current apartment.
3: The current yes. our current apartment <laughs> so,
2: on our balcony you talking about
3: us? I can't remember us. the brothers' names, but this was back in the 1700s or 1800s. Mm-hmm. 1800s. 18. Yeah. yeah, and they were two brothers. Apparently, they worked on the West Bank. Uh, had pretty good money, you know, making pretty good money, and then. They would, but they lived here in the French Quarter. And supposedly, I think they lived in the apartment next to us. It's
2: but, all attached.
3: Yeah, which, I mean, you know, it's just a wall in between us. Right, right. So they lived in that apartment, but they also rented our apartment. Right. They had bricked up the doors, the we front doors, what? We. They only have now. one one door here to get in and out of the house. Well, there's one, but you—I mean, all you can do is get out on the balcony. So
2: and that wall is all brick.
3: Yeah. So it that the front door was bricked up, but they also took uh, on their side of the apartment on, in their apartment, they took like this bookcase and turned it into a door, like a secret passage. Uh-huh. And they were um, take bringing people, kidnapping people, women. I, I don't know if they said men, but I think this was particularly women. But they would bring them in here, tie them up, torture them. Oh. Yeah. Tie them up, torture them, drain them of blood, and then they would just get rid of them out into the, you know, the bodies out in the swamp. Wow. The way they got caught is one of the girls got loose, jumped off the balcony, and, uh, with, and she survived it, you know. But th- then the police came. They, they searched their apartment, but they're like, okay, well, there's nothing here, you know. There's nothing right. here. And then they find out. That I guess through the landlord or whatever that they had this apartment too, they come in and find that the front door had been br- bricked up, but and then they discovered the the um, secret passage, you know, through the bookshelf wow. and this was.
2: I think we're noted as the first
3: place known for vampirism. Yeah, just our luck, right? Wow. So the other day, Alta, we had a friend over. This was a couple, two or three weeks ago, and you know, social distancing, friend, you know, but you know, we all hung out together, so we're not contaminating each other anyway, you know. So we always in the same circle. So her and. Her and I were sitting on the balcony. Alta's kind of got her uh, chair chair in the doorway where she's kind of like in between us. Mm -hmm. uh, Her and I are in this deep conversation. I can see Alta out of the corner of my eye. She's kind of on my left-hand side. And all of a sudden, I see her head go down, Mm -hmm. and she just... It was like, it happened so fast, we didn't even have a chance to catch yeah. her. I mean, and she goes down in like face plants, right there, into the no. uh, onto the metal of the the balcony and uh, railing and all. I mean, she still got a bruise uh, wow. on her head, and this was three weeks ago. Three wow. Weeks.
2: Never happened before. I went unconscious for however seconds, whatever it was. And as I'm coming out of this, Chad being the witness, thank God my witness, said that I literally had no movement. Like there was no movement. Nothing on my body tried to stop that fall. Right. I literally just went forward in free fall, and this happened. He and I both knew... That there was something too creepy and something else going on here. Yeah. And I know, I'll just tell you all privately, he tells me privately, don't let this run you out of here. He, he, he acknowledged that something else seemed to be happening. Right. There's never been a doubt to me. I've had enough experiences in the apartment of hearing things uh one time I actually heard a door slam when that's not possible. It wasn't possible. No door slammed. And so, you know, this has been a very strange introduction to being back here. And she wow. kept
3: saying that something was holding her down. Something pushed her and something was holding her down. Right. Now, she's kind of almost like in a, in a fetal position, mm-hmm. kind of, but like on her knees in her head down in the railing in, into the railing. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was it was and something was pushing against me like holding her down. And
2: I like this creepy shit you hear on these ghosty shows on television. I hear people attacked and whatever. And I'm like, oh, that's just a shame. We've had a lot of stuff in our life, but yeah, nothing like that that we're aware of. Yeah, it was extremely uh, it, was, it was what it was and it was mortifying wow. just in the sense of realizing that Uh, I'm not crazy. I didn't do that. Some people do that. And yeah, it's been so strange. Wow. You know, our Valentine, did we get a chance to share that when we were with you all last?
0: Right. The the time loop? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: You know, again, very menacing feeling and terrifying.
1: Yeah. Yeah, New Orleans is full of crazy energy, so that's yeah. not very far-fetched. Yeah. All that
0: high strangeness. For real. Well, New Orleans is just full of high strangeness anyway. Yeah. I mean, just the history of it there. Yeah. Just, you know, yeah. that's one of those, the places that is probably the most, one of the most in the states, I would say, that has yeah, a lot of that. that you get, of that, of get that, vibe,
1: that vibe. Yeah, for sure, man. Yeah. That's wild.
2: That's so true. And like I said, thank you all so much for looking at that video that we sent you of, you know, how it has it, how it's become a ghost town. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That was just absolutely insane. Um, just for everybody listening at home, uh, they sent us a video uh, a couple of weeks ago, I think. Um, so it would have been probably, I don't know when they made that video, but I would guess probably beginning of April maybe but um it's you know New Orleans downtown the French Quarter area under quarantine and there's just not a soul on the street it's just soul. completely empty and it's just so bizarre and so weird yeah. Yeah. it's like it's like one of those um specials you would see on discovery channel or something like what you know what a city without people would look like yeah And it's just freaky. It's just freaky. Right.
2: You know, And with that said, we've just taken this opportunity, as you allow us, to just tell folks, please remember that we're all here. Uh, I'm still on contract with my shop. I try to work out of my home to the best that we're able to. But, you know, I'm like getting a third of my pay. And Chad's completely out. And everybody we know is in the food and the bar business here. And that's not my industry, but... Every one of them are out they're completely out of you know work and so on so we just we just would like you all to remember yeah. we still exist here and our shop is still viable we'd like for people to please look at our shop
1: Sure can you give that can information just, out for folks
3: can you show me that, Yeah it's uh Thank you it's on so it's called Earth Odyssey mm-hmm. Okay And, you know, it's crystals and gems and beautiful jewelry and artwork. All kinds of stuff to make you feel good. Yeah, it's it's really great. I happen to be a
2: reader among, there's four of us as readers that are contracted with this shop. And can we you all offer, can you do friends.
1: can you do that online? Like, can you do readings online or over the phone? We do it
2: on the phone. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Now that the shop is quarantined and shut down, great. She's giving it everything she can. The lady that owns the shop. I'll just mention she's a young mother who has three children of her own, and uh, I mean she's under forty, and you know, just trying to operate. The shop is quite magnificent. And uh, just trying to operate under these kinds of conditions, I can't even imagine. Chad and I don't have children. Sure. We've even hesitated getting a pet since we've lost our last. We've lost our baby since we've talked to you all last, and mm. Sydney was our last one, and uh, at 13, and she crossed in probably December, December I oh, guess, wow. right after we spoke to you all. Sorry to and hear
1: that. Yeah. Thank
2: you so tough. much, and we just so hesitant. And now we're grateful we have not with all this uncertainty. But sure. thank you so much, guys, for allowing us mention the Any, shop
1: and- anytime. And and can you get? Is there a website you can go to and book readings or uh, anything like that?
3: Uh, yes, thank you can. You, so you can either go to um, earthodyssey.com dot com, okay, uh, or you can call the shop. Great, great. And uh, I don't have the shop number handy right yeah, here. Well, anybody, yeah, well,
1: anybody interested in, in, in that, uh, get in touch with them and, and send oh, that, you, know. you know.
3: Oh, that's wonderful. The street musicians and stuff like that are really hurting. This, All this, of our friends. The sure. street uh, performers, you know, uh, a lot of them are young kids, so, you know, they, they've got, you know, parents that aren't. they can, yeah. but a lot aren't, you know, and, some are elderly and you know just don't have
2: we just want the energy kind of redirected here of course for folks to know that there are many of us here and Mm -hmm. and that we exist and just giving it everything we got chad's gonna start chad's a chef by profession so he's gonna start offering maybe some goodies
1: good the street just the
2: old-fashioned way that's good hey
1: anything you can do i have We, you know, you know, get a Facebook, Instagram thing going if you don't have it already and put that stuff out there. I got lots of friends that are doing that, too. And it's a it's a great resource, especially for folks that are around you. You know, if you can do something, you know, you know, good, something quality food for folks and, you know, have them come pick it up or you deliver it or something Mm -hmm. like that. It's Mm -hmm. a good time to do that. And uh, that's right. And, and, and pe- Chad's
2: just really delightful. You know, he's just, he's a delightful kind of guy and a happy guy. And so yeah, yeah. we had we have a friend here that's, uh, he's a, he's, mama's Mexican, Papa's is Guadalupe, or uh, Guatemala, Guatemala. Guatemala. Uh-huh. and, uh-huh. you know, he really is Mayan, very Mayan. And he's one smart little cookie. He's an older guy who's supporting a whole bunch of people off of selling hot tamales. Wow. And he yeah. yells... Like old-fashioned Moving down the streets Of the quarter Hot tamales yeah. And it's just magnificent tamales, To our ears Because <laughs> it's right. You know it's called life Yeah Trying yeah. to hang on Yeah man Well we'll keep so you guys got- Doing some of his creations And we're just really Grateful to you guys For sure for- and friends first of all and keeping this story going and
1: absolutely we're happy to have you guys thank you so much for coming yeah. back and sharing some more stories with us and i know that people are going to love listening to this oh
2: yeah absolutely yeah just the best we love you guys we wish you the best we can't wait till you come here to visit and we're gonna hug I don't <laughs> absolutely hey we love <laughs> you guys good.
1: too man we yeah, love you guys for too sure, we'll, for sure we'll, we'll talk to you soon Everyone
2: take care thanks right. so Be much
1: safe. you're welcome take care
0: Say, Barry. Yeah. What's the weirdest job you've ever
1: had? Yeah. That's a good question. It would either have to be the time that I worked at a cattle feedlot or the time that I worked for a Greek painter. Were you is a model?
0: Uh, not quite. We know, it's funny because one of my weirdest jobs was being in a model in art school, but it was portraits, not full body nude. The reason I'm asking is because those jobs may be kind of normal, but we know people are out there that have weirder jobs than that. Maybe you're a mortician. Maybe you're a scientist trying to bring back the dinosaurs or the woolly mammoth. That'd be cool. That would be really cool. If you guys out there have weird jobs, unusual jobs, crime scene photographer, maybe you worked at an adult educational film set. If you know what I mean. Link, link. Just something that's unusual, out of the ordinary, and, you know, a little bit weird. Hey, those are cool stories, too. We'd love to hear those. So give us a call or an email or whatever. You know how to get a hold of this. Be part of the community of Weirdsville. Dude, Chad and Alta, they bring it.
1: Big time. Big time. Every time, man. I mean, their whole life has been just a, a fascinating tale, mm. and it's yeah. it's one that is just continues to get even more and more strange and weird. Mm. And we're thankful that they wanted to uh, come on and 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 talk about that.
0: Yeah, yeah, and they are. I mean, you know they they notice. They notice the strangeness. They pay attention to it. They embrace the high strangeness that is all around them in their lives. And so, you know, they, you know, it's maybe they notice more because they're looking, you yeah. know, whereas, you know, yeah. a lot of us aren't looking for anything. You right. know, we're just existing and we're kind of muddling through. And then all of a sudden, out of the corner of our eye or right in the middle of our face, something just pops up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and and we don't know how to react to it, but they've really, you know, they're, they're taking it all in stride, you know, yeah. and they're really embracing it and just living it because their life is full of it and they love it. it right. You know, you can tell right. they really enjoy yeah. it. just the variety of experiences that they've had, you know. So I, think,
1: I think once you've had that many experiences, too, it must be just you just sort of become a vessel for weirdness. Mm hmm. You know, and and, and things sort of manifest and, and you don't, you don't, um, you don't think anything is, is weird about it because it's just normal. Mm -hmm. So yeah, crazy, crazy stuff.
0: Yeah, man. With everything from hauntings to um, alien abduction, obviously to, I still think that, that the second, that, that her story on her birthday with the, when, with, the. She calls it her Bigfoot kind of experience, but to me, when at first I thought it was some kind of weird psychic attack. But I think, I, I mean, I think it's all connected to the abduction experience that they had because yeah. she heard the woman heard the her presence, the she presence, and then the the pissed off daddy, right. you know, and all of that stuff. So I I just think that's what I think. There's a lot of her life. That is connected to, um, and Chad as well. Yeah, that are connected to these kind of accursions, these interference, or whatever with these other beings. Right. Um. That you know, I mean, it's just it's wild. Yeah. It's wild. Right. That's all there is to it. Man.
1: Yeah. Well, they and they chose a a way to communicate to her that is something that I think maybe they. They know that she's a person that would that um, can make that connection and so maybe mm-hmm. that's why they chose her. But yeah, it's wild, wild stuff. Yeah,
0: yeah. And you know, maybe it was the first time where it was so overwhelming to her and all that other scary information. Maybe that was just them trying to tune in the radio, as it were, you right, know. Right. Um, maybe that's, that's how they were trying to and then, you know, figure out how to make the conduit happen right. how to make the connection right um to go so you know who knows
1: man yeah yeah just
0: but just that's
1: a that's a good point
0: great stuff man yeah. chad also thank you for just being great interesting people Absolutely. But for sharing all your stories with us.
1: Absolutely I'm sure I'm sure they'll be back on and we'll continue mm-hmm. the high strangeness.
0: For sure, for sure. All right well that wraps it up for this week. Next week we have a treat for you. We have the return, another return, uh, but a more recent friend returning or a re- recent uh, guest f- returning and uh, that's because his first episode was so popular uh, and we had so many responses to it and it was so funny. Uh, yes. we we got Sam back. That's great. Um, our buddy Sam back, and we got some this is gonna be <laughs> just when you think. Oh, yeah. You've heard. We haven't even, oh, it's not even That scratched. was one story last time. We barely t- touched the tip of the iceberg. Yeah. Right. Barely even. Um, <laughs> so he, this, he's this he got for us this, this second go around. He's got some great juggalo stories. Yes. Uh, which I never would consider to be words that went in a sequential order out of my <laughs> mouth ever. But he does. It's so <laughs>
1: funny because it it is... The Juggalo world—I got really fascinated by it and started watching all the documentaries a couple of years ago, and uh, and just got sucked into the rabbit hole that is the Juggalos. And I just never pictured him to be one, but the fact that he is is just fantastic. It just adds to the layer of Sam.
0: Yeah, yeah, and we've got some more uh, stories about uh, his. Well, I guess you could call it stories of his love life. In uh, While in Korea, yeah. before he got married to his lovely wife, who he calls uh, Chairman Wife. Um, yeah. so
1: <laughs> One of the more unbelievable stories I think I've ever heard. It's hilarious. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that says a lot. That says yeah. a lot. Yeah, it's hear. funny. <laughs> it's going to be another fun, crazy, and definitely weird episode from our buddy Sam. Uh, who we love talking to, and uh, we had again. It, it's it was a long episode. We had to cut a bunch out, but uh, it's it's you know uh, it's worth it. It's a good it's a good one. So yeah. tune in uh, next week for that. And um, in the meantime, be safe.
1: Be weird.
0: As always, if you have a weird story, we want to hear it.